You've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Hello. Ye be here on the high seas of me mind. And I want to welcome you all to some high sea traveling, tall tale talking stories from beyond and well close. So sit back, relax, hoist your rag, and come and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another excellent and exciting edition of the My Mind Podcast. I'm, of course, Stefan Taylor. If you don't know, now you know I am Stefan Taylor, and this is my podcast called My Mind. I like to say that a lot because it's quite self-indulgent, and it helps feed the inner person in me. <laughs> uh, this is episode 52. I realize I just want to address a couple of things. I didn't... Uh, two things, rather. Um, I didn't put my intro in the last episode. If I've had to look, I, I I recorded a show and like last week, and it did it it was going really well, and then yeah, suffice to say, some things happened, and we're not getting the continuity we need. Okay, so this is the week after. This isn't an hour after. Yeah, so look, some things went wrong. Some things <laughs> went very, very wrong. But this is episode 52 of the My Mind Podcast with Stephen Taylor. Of course, Stephen Taylor. And I'd like to welcome you all back. Or rather, yeah, back, back for another week. Yeah, for sure. How have you been? I'm very pleased with that answer. Well... I think the weather has been quite rainy. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. No, 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 go ahead. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, that's just the crux of the matter, isn't it, really? You know, you can't really have um, chocolate bread all the time, can you? Anyway, yeah, okay. Now that we've caught up, See, I didn't even say that I was going to leave a gap for you guys, but you guys can fill in the gaps, you know, do it, do as you will, you know, that that's fine. But we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about some things. I know I say a lot of things, but I think, I think we need to address my achievement chase. It's going quite poorly. There is <laughs> seven days left of the month and it's, it's not looking good for me. You know, I'm trying I'm re- I'm really trying to to pull it in here, but um, uh, like I said last week, I've got too many hands in the honey. I'm I'm doing I'm doing too much, so I've got to reel a couple of things in and uh, slow down a little bit, just a uh, a minute bit, you know, teeny tiny, tiny bit. Even even though I say that, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> I'll definitely just keep on going and going and doing stuff. But what what I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk just, just quickly. Um, we've covered like, how you're going. So that's good. Uh, what, what else can we cover? We've done the game of score stuff. Um, yeah. Oh man, I really need to, I just need to really pick it up. 
<laughs> as I said before, I really need to just pick up my um, just go hard. I got There's a couple of games that I've got on the go to finish for the end of the month. I just need to knuckle down and just get them done. I think. Um. Uh, also, I started watching Cowboy Bebop. Remember, I was saying like they're gonna do a Cowboy Bebop, um, live live action with John Cho and uh, uh I can't remember his name. And it, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I only watched uh, maybe 40 minutes of the first episode because, you know, I wanted to get this stuff done first. And yeah, it's good. The very the first episode like plays out very much like the first episode of the anime. I'll keep you guys posted because, you know, it's definitely... I, I, think, <laughs> I think I need to have a break from The Wire. I'm sick of like... Idris, the big Idris pouting at me and squinting all the time, trying to look like real smoky. So I, um, I think I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give it a miss for a little bit and then I'll, yeah, I'll go, I'll go hard into it, uh, hard back into it. But yeah, I think I'm gonna, yeah, I'll give Cowboy Bebop a go because it's such a, it's, uh, I've said it before, like it's my favorite anime. Yeah. It's my favorite cartoon <laughs> it's cowboy bebop everything about it is just so cool i've spoken about it before i won't keep going on but um can we, can we talk about the marvel avengers and can we talk about the marvel avengers game okay so i play on xbox predominantly um and it's good it's good on xbox they've just released it on the games pass so if you have games pass you get it for free which is um you know bonus which is pretty cool and so they've brought out like a slew of new characters. You've got Kate Bishop's Hawkeye and you've got um, Clint Barton's Hawkeye and then you've got uh, T'Challa, Black Panther, which are all like welcome additions in the thing. And then I, I noticed, I, I don't know if I've spoken about this, maybe I was just talking to my friends about it, but I've, I noticed when I was playing you know, playing it again, they had the, the kind of, the thing come up, like the warning, you know, like, oh, you can get seizures from playing this game or you can, you know, get, uh, I don't know what else, you know, if you're colorblind, like choose these settings and stuff. And yeah, so I'm playing it and I read a warning that says, uh, the new DLC has spider-like robots in it. If you have a fear of uh, arachnophobia, you should, you know, rethink about playing that DLC kind of thing. And I was like, oh yeah, I wonder if they're going to throw Spider-Man in the mix. And they have only on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know you're upset because I'm upset. I'm upset about it. I can't believe that you're going to bring out a Marvel Avengers game on PlayStation computer, whatever. And then you're going to bring out one of the biggest characters, yet one of the biggest characters in comic books overall and in the Marvel universe, which is Spider-Man, but only have him released on PlayStation. So it times up with the Spider-Man 2 game release. Spider-Man 2... Marvel Spider-Man 2 release, which is insane. I don't understand why you want to like cut, cut your nose off to spite your face. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to, 
you're not gonna get you're not gonna get the same amount of like money from everybody wants to, if you put spider-man in the xbox version i would buy a suit i would buy like an i would buy like an alternative suit you know what i mean like i would pay 15 micro transaction dollars or whatever to get like a new suit i'd be down for that i mean i i, I was gonna buy one for iron man they brought out the um the marvel studios suits from like the cinematic universe into like the game for iron man and i was able to get one with points that i'd like accumulate because i had nothing to spend the points on and then i got i was able to buy oh no i'm i was gonna buy another one but i couldn't find the suit so i didn't buy it but if if spider-man came to that game i would just i would buy suits for him for sure so like you're already missing out on like a market of like revenue that like guys like me that live for that nostalgia and read comic books are going to be like, yeah, hell yeah, I want a suit. Oh, I want to, yeah, I want to be, I want to be a Spider-Man, you know? Anyway, it really got to me because I don't understand. I don't understand how that like political, not political, but it is kind of political. It's like this weird freaking red tape they have, a stigma about like the rights for Spider-Man. Like, uh, in a, in a perfect world, all the rights go to Steve Ditko's family and they just figure out what to do. <laughs> but it's not a perfect world. It's contracts at play. And that's just what it is. So I took to Twitter and I said, I, I tagged Play Avengers and Sony and I said, can't believe Spider-Man's not going to be on Xbox. I'm very disappointed. Hashtag free Spider-Man. So look, if all you guys, I'll, I'll put it in my post as well. I might just call this episode, episode 52, hashtag free Spider-Man. Because <laughs> he needs us. He's a, he's like the people's superhero, Spider-Man. You know, like everyone can relate to Spider-Man on some level. Whether it's like him as like an old guy, him as Tobey Maguire, him as Andrew Garfield, the like cool skater guy, or like him as Tom Holland. You know what I mean? Like there's always, there's something like relatable with Spider-Man as an idea and as the people that created him, uh, sorry, the people that played him, you can always relate to something in his, in his kind of journey that relates back to yourself. Much the same as like most like superheroes. Cause you know, that's how they humanize them. But with Spider-Man, it just feels like, because a lot of, uh, uh, you know, like there's three or four generations of people that grew up with Spider-Man as a kid. That's insane. You know, like I did, my son did, my dad would have, and, you know, my, uh, I guess someone 20 years older than me, <laughs> like did, you know, because my dad was born in 1940 something. So, you know, he kind of was 20, I guess, when Spider-Man was created, but you know, it doesn't matter about that. What I'm saying is that it's one of the biggest characters and you, you're not even gonna really if if it's a money thing then why wouldn't you want more money you know you know like if if you if sony's worried about like or insomniac games are worried about not making enough money then put it on xbox <laughs> like, it's that simple like I, I i don't know i don't know the actual numbers of like people that play xbox to playstation i'm not um, privy to those uh, numbers but I dare say it I don't know it's it's hard to say it's hard to say because you don't really want to say 
you know. But I, I read somewhere actually that um, there was over 10 million players playing fours or five in the last week. You know, it only came out a week ago. That's 10 million players. That's a lot. That's a lot for a video game. Yeah, especially it's week release. Halo Infinite will be the same. It'll have huge numbers. That'll like, the, the, the Halo fan base is huge. You know, you think about Halo, we're transitioning to Halo now. Halo is a video game that's based on Master Chief's exploits as a UNSC Marine. He is uh, holds the title of Master Chief, which is a, I'm pretty sure it's a naval reference because they're all in ships and I guess ships are boats in the future. And he is just a badass. He's a badass, you know? That's that's the Master Chief. That's kind of his story. And they go and, like, fight aliens and Covenant and stuff. I was super into it as a kid for, like, one and two and maybe a little bit of three. I was into it. I got pretty good at it uh, as, as far as, like, the multiplayer was and stuff. But it, it just kind of grew out of favor for me. I didn't really like the idea of killing aliens and stuff, you know? It just goes back to like, you kill what you don't understand. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, maybe we should have asked some questions. Maybe we should have asked like, we just came from Earth, man. And we, and we discovered this Halo ring. And now we're like going to other places on the Halo ring and telling them to get off. You know, that's about the most human thing ever is telling people to get off our lawn. <laughs> get off our lawn we saw it first get off i tell you what i tell you what mary lou you get off my lawn now you know so yeah so i was never into it um later in life i was into it as a kid i'll state that for the facts you know so like the the way it kind of came out it was like the one of the first games on the original xbox so what's that like 20 25 years ago i think now no that wouldn't be right that wouldn't be right. 20 years ago. Did the first Xbox come out 20 years ago? When I was 10? Maybe. That might track. <laughs> what is it? 2021 now? Yeah, it might track. Um, anyway. And then, it, you know, games... There was three games on the Xbox One, I'm pretty sure. One, two, and three, I'm pretty sure. And then, you know, following games on the Xbox 360... On the Xbox 360, and then the Xbox One, and then the Xbox Series X. I think this is the first release for the Xbox Series X, which is awesome. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be good. I think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people are going to play. It. They've got a live beta at the moment, but I don't really have a lot of success with like betas playing betas. Um, if you're new to this, betas are are a testing ground, like a test server for people to report bugs and glitches in the game. A bug being something that shouldn't be in the game or some kind of irregularity within the game that you can send the developer and then they can fix. So when they bring out the alpha or the full game, they can nut out all the bugs and glitches and then have a smooth game. That's kind of the purpose of a beta, I would say. And it's also um, kind of tests the waters to see people's reactions of the beta. I, for one, never have a good time on betas. <laughs> like I did the Battlefield 2042 one and it was just so glitchy and patchy. I couldn't even get a shot off. Like I was just so like Ugh, annoyed. Um, I played the Division beta back years and years ago and I didn't like that. The PUBG uh, plays underground battleground, plays unknown battleground. Like I did not 
enjoy that beta at all. Um, there was another one that I did that I was just not a fan. It might have been the Division 2, actually. Mm, I don't know why I jumped back in. Oh, Battlefield 1, actually. Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1. That was actually, like, a decent beta, I would say. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on. I'm going to watch Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> and I'll keep you guys updated on that. I'm actually... Uh, we've got a very special guest uh, tomorrow, which will be... Tomorrow in... My world is tomorrow, but tomorrow in your world is next week. <laughs> so look out for that because I'm going to have to uh, edit it and fine tune it and stuff, <laughs> which is always a headache. I don't mind. I don't mind the editing and all that. It's just, yeah, I've said it before. It's the social media stuff I struggle with. I have a Patreon. There's zero content on there because I'm still trying to work it out. I'm going to hopefully dedicate some time tonight. Um, the, the story's going well. I'm, I'm doing well on the stories. I'm going to, I'm going to put my son in the, um, with the, my mind podcast shirt and I'll wear one and I'll convince my wife to wear one and we'll do like a little, a day out shooting and we'll do some poses. That's going to come out today in my Instagram story. So you know, if you want some merch, you just got to let me know and I'll, and I'll order them, you know, and you can get some in time for Christmas. Wouldn't you want to be like sat at your Christmas table with like my face on your shirt, staring at your, your loved ones and friends? And they ask, who's, who's Stefan Taylor? Or they might be my family and they'll go, well, I think, you know, Stefan Taylor. And, you know, isn't that like a nice gift. It's more for me, isn't it? Mm, it's a bit self-indulgent. Sorry, guys. I'll come up with some better logos. I'll, I'll talk to my friend and we'll, we'll get some better stuff drafted up. <laughs> I'd really like a tell you what shirt. You know, a shirt that just says tell you what. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's the next one. Oh, let me know. Let me know if that's a shirt you want. Um, if, if you don't, then that's cool. Yeah. It's cool either way. Can we talk about something else gaming? I know we, we last last week we did like a lot of cinematic stuff. So like this week we're doing a lot of gaming stuff because nothing's happening with my job, eh? Like my job is just, you know, I'm just working there. I'm doing well. Everyone else is doing well. It's just, you know, it's just going, you know, there's no cool stories yet. When there's a cool story about <laughs> work or hospitality, funny stories or, you know, something. I'll, um, I'll let you know, but until then there's Niente, nothing. So we're, we're you know, we're not going to waste too much time on it, but we're going to talk about gaming because that's, that's big in my life. Uh, Xbox released, uh, cloud gaming, which is, a uh, oh, it's great. It's great for me and my friends. Cause we always download different games and like the core games that we have, we never play together <laughs> for some reason. So, you know, this works out really well, cloud gaming that we can pick and choose a game and go and play it yeah even though it might be like patchy and like screen tearing and stuff or um you know not rendered properly we can still play together which is yeah which is awesome it's gonna make the choosing of a co-op game so much easier right because you can just any game on games pass right now it sounds like i'm a company man and they don't pay me for this I just love Xbox and I'm okay with loving Xbox. You know, like it's, 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 it's great. I've got the series X, I've got the elite control or whatever. So like, it's good. And 
the thing that what they've got now is like I said, the cloud gaming. So you can just pick any game on the games pass that has like the little cloud symbol and you can play it. You can just jump straight in and play it. You can choose to install it and play like a rendered version, like a good, a stable version, or you can just play the cloud game, which is just a nice, easy, you know, did you get the click? Easy version. Sorry. Sorry if that hurt your little ears ones. Um, and it's just a nice, easy, cruisy version. Eh? You know, just bam, 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 play it. And my, my friend and I were playing uh, The Ascent and it was, yeah, it was, it was okay, but I was so tired, eh? I was like really tired the other night and uh, I couldn't really play it that well, which was frustrating, eh? Because, you know, I like to give games like a fair shot, but I couldn't really give like a good opinion on that game right now. Yeah, but you know, putting a disadvantage on the game. And the game makers, because I'm sure they have made a really, really good game. But, um, you know, that's all good. So, there's been like a, a couple of other interesting developments in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And there's been the recent release today of Hawkeye, the TV show starring, of course, the original Hawkeye, Clint Barton, and the the star of the Bumblebee movie and Edge of 17 uh, with Stanley Tucci, I think. And obviously the Bumblebee movie starring Bumblebee or like a radio. (laughs) No. Does he have a voice in it? No, he loses his voice at the start and he just sounds like this little kid in the movie. Um, Yeah. So, and, and she, and she plays, so Haley Steinfeld plays uh, Kate Bishop, which is, um, it's good. It's like the new generation. It's like seeing they brought out Falcon in the Winter Soldier. It's like seeing Falcon Falcon become the new Captain America, you know, like it's all these. Because, you know, let's be honest, like a lot of these actors are not getting any younger. So they need to like hang up the, uh, hang up the gloves, so to speak. You can't be a superhero character forever. You know, like if you casted young enough, like uh, say Chris Hemsworth was, or Chris Evans, you know, he could still play Captain America. Like they're, they're both like the, a similar age. I'm pretty sure they're like 34, 35, I think. So that, you know, they've still got a lot of like legs on the clock, but like Iron Man, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was like in his forties, mid forties, late forties when he, nah, it would be in early forties, I would say. Cause it's been 10 years since Iron Man, the first one. Um, yeah. So that was like 10 years. So, you know, now, you know, you can't really be Iron Man. It's a 65-year-old dude, you know, despite what, like, CGI can do. <laughs> You're just not going to have the... Yeah, it's a, it's the little nuances that I kind of noticed. Like, when Samuel Jackson did um, a, a CGI version, well, they, like, de-aged him in the Captain Marvel movie. There's, like, a point where he does, like, a judo flip and he goes on to, like, a knee... I, like flips the guy over, over his back, over his shoulder, sorry. And then he goes to one knee and you can see he's, he's like, he does the old man get up, you know, he puts his hand on, on his knee and then like st- <laughs> strains, like ugh, strains to get up and no offense to Samuel Jackson. I mean, props to you for doing it really. Yeah. So, you know, there's that, but yeah, so it, it it's good it's good to see it's good to see them carrying out a new garden. I think I actually think Haley Steinfeld's like a a pretty smart casting because she's still pretty young. I'm pretty sure she's only twenty five, twenty four, twenty five. I'm I'm pretty sure. So 
Yeah, she'll be a good Kate Bishop, I think. I think, like, the way she looks and kind of how she more or less acted in the um, Bumblebee movie is quite similar to how, like, Kate Bishop is or reads in the comics, which is um, which is good. Yeah, it's good. It's a smart casting because there was, you know, a couple of castings, a couple of superhero castings that just don't really make any sense. Like, like they do do a good job, but on paper, it's just like, hmm. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> it's like when like the new Venom movie came out, they got Tom Hardy to do Venom, which is smart casting, smart casting, because he's an incredible actor. I don't know if he's like a superhero kind of... He's definitely not like the type of actor you would pick for a superhero movie, but the fact that he took it and did like a very Tom Hardy job was amazing. You know, he did a really, really good job and it was awesome. It definitely elevated the movie and Michelle Williams was good in it too. But, um, yeah, like I didn't care for any other character other than, um, Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams kind of character in the movie, you know, cause it was, it was really good. They elevated the film. They made it good. And then with this new one coming out, let there be carnage, which had, I think, nine delays, <laughs> nine different release dates. Um, <laughs> it they've, they've got Woody Harrelson as um, Venom's opposite, which is Carnage, which, you know, it, it's a smart casting like f- 35 years ago. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know how, how like good that casting is now. You know what I mean? Because he's quite, I think he's like the same age as Robert Downey Jr. So he'd be like, close to mid fifties, uh, like early sixties, surely. Hmm. I think it would be older actually, because like when they did natural born killers together, because I don't know if you remember, but Robert Downey Jr. played an Australian reporter in natural born killers. For those that know, you know, you know, the natural born killers is, um, it's actually written by Quentin Tarantino when he was um early days and was trying to like get enough money to fund um Reservoir Dogs, you know, wrote wrote scripts. Which, you know, smart dude. And Oliver Stone or uh Warner Brothers, I think, like bought the script and, you know, Oliver Stone directed it and became the iconic film. And in many ways, if you look at how the dialogues are written and how the story's kind of structured, how there's intertwining kind of paths you can kind of if if you go in there not knowing it's tarantino like story then you know you think oh wow this is a really good story and then if you go in there with a pre-respect that like tarantino wrote the story you think oh yeah yeah it is it definitely is a tarantino story a hundred percent a hundred percent for sure it is i know it seems like i'm such a tarantino like fanboy but i am like a lot of his a, a lot of his movies influenced further movies that I watched and music as well. Like musically, I, I like a lot of like music that is in the um, kind of Tarantino universe, as it were. I think, you know, you can really rely on movies to shape the, to, to shape the music and to shape the kind of, how would you say it? The, the kind of like, genetic makeup of what taste you have in the future you know what i mean like if if you if you only if you only watch like freaking neighbors like home and away then you're only gonna like like corny soap operas eh? you know like you're only gonna like 
um, show, not show tunes, I shouldn't say show tunes, but you know, like up to date, like poppy kind of music and stuff, you know, like in a Tarantino movie, like it's coming out in, you know, 1990, when did Pulp Fiction come out? 93 or 94, I think. And that movie had music from the seventies and eighties, you know what I mean? You know, like it didn't, it, it, it ran deep. A lot of the songs, like there's even a Robin song in there, uh, Since I First Met You, which came out in like the early 60s. You know, like there's a lot of, um, and the Statler Brothers are in there. It's a good, fam- uh, that, that's a good soundtrack. Yeah, I, I really like the pop. I like all like Tarantino soundtracks. I even like the Inglorious Bastards one where it's all just, it just sounds like all propaganda music. <laughs> there's like one David Bowie song in there that people recognize, but but besides that, like it's all, it all just sounds like pro or negative propaganda, German music, man. Eh? <laughs> but it's really cool. I like it. Um, I, th- I think the most, I think his best album or my personal favorite one is Jackie Brown. I love the Jackie Brown soundtrack because it's all so, ah, oh, it's just got good vibes, man. Eh? Like it, when like the film opens up and it's like Bobby Womack's across 110th street and then you know, spoilers, spoiler alert. There is spoilers. If you have not watched the 1997 film, Jackie Brown, <laughs> uh, I say it all the time, but you never know. It it ends on like 110th street, uh, across 110th street. And she's singing it like Pam Greer is like singing it as they're like driving out as well. Like it's just, you know, you feel like at the start, the song represents her life day to day, and how she's, you know, smuggling money in for this arms dealer and stuff. And then by the end of the film, you know, she fools everybody. And then she becomes, um, she's like free. You know what I mean? Like or when this, when she's playing the song the second time and she's singing along to it and she's, you know, not bopping a drive, but she's singing the song because it's on the radio. That's like the other, it's like breaking the, the it's like breaking the wall you know like we're hearing it as loud as but you know she is listening to it that loud (laughs) that's how it's like perceived as well you know i know it sounds like i'm like um spoon feeding it a little bit but (laughs) that's like the power of like how um how, how that that kind of bit of cinema is like written as well you know whether that was like the point or not you know i think it I think it's really good. It's a really reflection on the whole film that, you know, like that song has like a double meaning. Like the song itself is about growing up on the wrong side of the tracks, trying to do whatever you can to survive, to feed your brothers and sisters. And then eventually either getting addicted to uh, crack cocaine or selling crack cocaine, you know, and all it is is across one side of the track, across 110th street. You know what I mean? There was a movie called American Gangster which was directed by Michael, no, Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott, I'm getting confused, Ridley Scott that had um, Denzel Washington as the um, Lucas, someone Lucas, Carl Lucas, yeah, anyway, he was like a big, um, a big kind of drug player in the uh, 60s and 70s, and, or 70s and 80s, it doesn't matter, Um, I think it's Carl Lucas, eh? Mm, I'm just not confident in that. It's definitely Lucas someone. Anyway, it could be like fictitious for like the film. And Russell Crowe plays the the police counterpart, right? And 
they they use that song and it uses the meaning of hustling and not the meaning of how Jackie Brown has it at the end of the film it has the meaning of freedom because she's breaking out she's getting out of she's leaving that street she's not going she is like out of 110th street she ain't coming back she's done niente done nada she's finished you know it's like an escape song it's like a freedom song but at the start like i said you know it's not it's about being trapped trapped in your world like american gangster they use that song as like as like it's interesting because you you know like in in that movie that song is all about like i said like uh, struggling with crack addiction and you know choosing the drugs over your family and that's what that part in the film is happening mm, right yeah double meanings Ooh, it's good i like it i really like that song too there's been many a time where i've pumped that song up yeah i like i like bobby womack he's pretty cool another good like R off topic <laughs> like another like r&b guy that's really cool is anthony hamilton i feel like he doesn't get enough enough kind of respect or not respect just enough like playtime you know like there's a cool song called um come where i'm from or something like that by anthony hamilton which is good actually he did a track on the django unchained uh record and it's like super smooth it's like that freedom song where like jamie fox's like django jamie fox's character is like leaving um he like runs away from the slaving camp with his with his girlfriend and yeah, that 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 freedom song's playing. Yeah, go back and go back and listen to it. Eh? It's a good song. the The soundtrack for Django is actually really good. There's a cool Rick Ross song, which is called "A Hundred A Hundred Dead Coffins." But when he's singing it, it sounds like a hundred dolphins. Because <laughs> like Rick Ross is um he's not like a mumble rapper, but he's definitely like yeah. Yeah, some words sound like other words. Put it that way. Mm. Have you ever thought about how a word, how like a song, like comes together lyrically, and you just think, where, where did they make the connection? I'll use an example, right? So Rick Ross, same guy. He, um, I don't know if he wrote the song, but he has this song called um, "Every Day I'm Hustling" or "Hustling" or something like that. And it's a banger. It's a good song. It's like got a cool beat, and it's like you know, it's a, I won't sing it because it could be like a copyright issue. I don't know how he's going financially, but I I don't want to feel the wrath of Rick Ross, man. Eh? you know, like I'm not I'm not going to sing it at all. But there's there's a line in it. I'll speak it because maybe that's not a breach. Uh, is it like eight seconds or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the I don't have the lawyers. Okay, I don't have the the financial power to stop a lawyer coming down on me. And. <laughs> And there's a part where he's like, he rhymes 22 with 22 with 22 with 22 with 22. You didn't hit a speed hump. It didn't just skip. That's like how the song goes. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with your player. There's nothing wrong with your vinyl, man. <laughs> or wherever you're listening to. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. And do you think they like listen, listen back to it and they think, you know what? I don't think this will age well. <laughs> Do you think that's ever like a, a thought in like a, a singer's mind? You know, 
like there's a song, there's another song, um, which is like, uh, it's a big song, a big song in Australia. I don't know how it did internationally, but it was a big song here and it was called, um, big jet plane. And it sounds like a picture frame. <laughs> I'm going to take for a ride on a picture frame, you know, which is pretty cool. But there's another, yeah, there's another, there's another one. I'll do this last one and then that'll be it. And it's, um, oh, I got one more. I got a Kanye one. That's that. This one just upsets me eh? so much. And uh, this this other one, it's like a song by The National. I don't know if you know The National, but they've got a song called uh, Anyone's Ghost. Ghost. And it sounds like goat. <laughs> I didn't want to be your goat. Anyway, there, there's like a Kanye one. I've got two, eh? There's like so many like Kanye ones that are just so questionable. They're just questionable lyrics. It's not that. The thing, I've spoken about it before, like, Kanye has a secret formula to life, you know, like, it doesn't matter what he does, he just always grabs a headline, and whether it's a positive or a negative, he just seems to, it just seems to be okay. (laughs) It's like, it's like, you know, any publicity is, like, good publicity, you know, like, he's, he's happy with that in, in, um, in, in some ways, I suppose, yeah, he's gotta be, yeah, because it's, it's eyes on him. No matter what, like if you hear like a negative about Kanye, you'll probably like listen to his music to understand the problem, you know, or if you hear a positive about Kanye, you'll go listen to his music and try and figure if there is a problem, (laughs) you know, he's got, he's got everybody, he's got everybody, you know, like there's not, I, I challenge anybody that doesn't know a Kanye West song. I'll wait. Because there's at no point where you're sitting there going, you know what, I can't think of a Kanye West song. But you can, you can. There's one buried deep inside the psyche that you're missing out on, you know. And I, I don't I don't hate Kanye. I just don't think lyrically I'm on the same, not on the same level. I just don't like, I, I, don't, I don't like his lyricism that much. I like his beats. He's got sick beats. He's got the best beats. You know, there's like, like that Black Skinhead song, Sick Beat, uh, Follow God, Sick Beat, Ultralight Beam, like that's a sick beat. Like they're all like really, really good beats. They're all good. They're good songs, you know. And But lyrically, some songs, they're just, I don't know. It's like he just just wrote whatever like rhymed, you know. He did like a, he put his like, Kanye went, no, not went through a phase, but he like did that Better, Faster, Stronger like remix to, um, the Daft Punk song and it was pretty good. Like it was bearable. I won't say it was like the worst song cause it definitely wasn't the worst song. And he did, um, a song by a, a French DJ called, um, trying to do the, trying to capitalize on the same thing. And he did it with a song called, uh, Allure on Dance, which is if you're, if you, if you look into like the back, it's a sick EDM song, like electronic dance music number. Like it's a really, really good song. And the message behind it is, you know, we just need to celebrate and dance with each other. You know, if you're, if you're poor, you're rich, you're hungry, you know, like there's this really good message in the song that Stromae does that says, you know, from all the people around the world, we can just get together and dance kind of vibes. You know what I mean? Like it's an up, it's like that Vanessa Amorossi song, you know, absolutely everybody, except this one's in French and it's absolutely, absolutely everybody, excuse me. And you know, it's good. 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 And he like spat some lyrics on it 
And the one lyric that I'll, I can't remember anything else from the song, except that he spit lyrics on it. And the one thing, the one line I can remember from this song was this club is like the Titanic and it's going down. <laughs> and every time I think about it, I just shake my head. Eh? I just think, wow, Kanye, like, what are we doing? What happened that day? Like, did you just think, oh, Titanic? What happened to the Titanic? Oh, it sunk. Oh, it's down. Like a club. It was, yeah. Because, like, you use it like the negative of, like, the crashing of the Titanic as, like, a positive for, like, the club being, like, popping off. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't doesn't hit the same levels, I think. You know, in, in my head, it doesn't hit the same levels. And, um, yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm a fan. I'm not a fan of the lyricism. I'm a fan of Kanye's beats. Because I think, like Dave Chappelle said at first, like when he uh, first met him, he was in a studio with him or something like that. You know, they were meeting up with like, you know, other famous like rappers and stuff. And he was like producing beats. And Dave Chappelle was like, this guy's going to be huge one day. And he was. He is. He is. Look at Donda. Look at that Donda release. Like he literally got elevated into the sky in the middle of the arena and and people loved it. I tuned in. I didn't like pay for it because I just seen like the clips on like social media and stuff, but I guarantee people would have paid for it. hundred percent for sure. No way they wouldn't have because you know, like he's got like an army of fans. Yeah. And even that stuff he did to like Taylor Swift, which like no one agrees with, like you shouldn't be so pompous that you need to like overshadow someone's like achievements, especially as something so big as like the, you know, AMAs, <laughs> you know, like let, let someone else have a chance. I know you guys are like at the time or still like, you know, Jay-Z, Beyonce and Kanye and whatever, they were all like best mates and stuff, you know, they're, that's their little gang gang. And, you know, you're going to, like, talk about, you know, while she's accepting the speech and saying that Beyonce had the greatest music video of all time and then go, that's all I'm going to say. You know, I'm saying that, like, it's like when it's, you know, it's like such a backhanded compliment. It's like when you say, um, you know, in the photos, you don't look that fat. Which is like, you don't want to hear that, eh? You know, like it's, it's yeah, it's like getting the comparison from um, an ex, like an employee. It's like, you know, if I was getting compared to like the previous chef and I was saying, oh, when he was in it, he did it like this. It's like, oh, I don't need to hear that. <laughs> like that's, that's not something I ever want to hear ever. You know, like that's not my niche. I'm quite happy to never hear about my predecessor or anything about him. Yeah, I'm quite happy not to. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, you know, have a moment. Think about that. Think about, is there any songs that come to mind that you just think, you know what? I just don't, I just don't understand the process. Because, like, there's so many lyrics that are, like, relatable lyrics and stuff. But there's just some that are, like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> where do we go it's like that drops a jupiter song by train it's, oh man i'm gonna have a little rant about train because i'm not on board the train i'm not i'm not going to the train train station and getting on that train and you know jamming on freaking bald guys with goatees and glasses like freaking 
tinted glasses, like they're freaking Walt from Breaking Bad and stuff, man. Eh? Like that's not my deal. That's not my angle, man. Eh? Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a train guy. I don't like them at all. And there's a line in that Drops of Jupiter song where he's like, the best fried chicken you've ever had. What are you talking about, man? Aren't you talking about like how pretty and like how lovely this girl is? And then you're going to compare it to fried chicken. Like what happened? What are we talking about? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, you know, you compare like a girl to, or a woman or whatever to, you know, you significant other to like a sunrise or like a, a Georgia, you, you know, she's finer than a Georgia peach, you know, not like you, you better than a mainstream fast food chicken joint. <laughs> So you said in the bar so low. It's like, yeah, you're not, you're not, this food was better than, you know, Alex Italia's Dom restaurant in Sao Paulo, Brazil. That's how good this lunch was. No, no. This lunch was better than McDonald's. <laughs> I'm happy you, I'm happy you enjoyed it, sir. I'm happy you enjoyed not dining. I'm happy you chose to not dine at the Golden Arches and you came here. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm banging on about train, right? So like they did like a revival thing, you know, like they just came back and they were like, you know what, we're going to like reinvent ourselves on like the hills of San Francisco and start talking about soul sisters and stuff and start like making like really catchy hooky tracks. And I, I, they probably did write them, but I just don't believe it. <laughs> I, I don't believe they wrote it at all. <laughs> I think they had like a ghostwriter and, or like the guitarist wrote it and the singer, he just, he's got like his, like his brow is like really like long, like it pushes out. Like he looks very ne- ne- Neanderthal, <laughs> I guess, you know, for someone with such a, like a high, high voice, you know, he's got, he's got some, um, he's got some brow going on, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, (laughs) that, that concludes my rant about train. Yeah. I'm just not on board. I'm not on board the train train. I'm not getting on and I'm, I can't get off because I was never on it. You understand? No way. No chance. Anyway, we'll end on that note. (laughs) We'll get it. We'll, you know, you guys can get off the my mind train because I'm off the train. I'm off the train train, man. Hey, I'm getting off. I don't want no drops of Jupiter. I don't want no drops of Neptune. I don't want no hey ho, snow girl, whatever, man. Hey, I'm not into that. That clowny stuff, man. Hey, that's that's not my jam. But what I'm into is you guys leaving or possibly leaving a five star review on iTunes or go into the the instagram page which is my mind podcast uh m-y-m-n-d-p-d-c-s-t which you can go you can go there you can go there and follow the journey i try to be like way more active i'm trying i'm trying guys it's been a year let me give me some time give me some time to get in the routine all right and you can go to the facebook page which is my mind with uh stephen taylor or you can go to my mind with something the my mind with Stephen Taylor group. There's a Facebook group and there's a Facebook page. You can go to Twitter, uh, mymndpdcst. The same as the Instagram. You know, there's stuff going on there. I'm I'm hashtagging free Spider Man. You know, I'm trying to get. I want. I want. I'm gonna keep tagging 
the Marvel Avengers game and Sony until they, you know, can give me a, a you know, some kind of response <laughs> on, you know, free and Spider-Man. I, I really want Spider-Man to come to Xbox, man. Hey, that's all I want. I don't want to play the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man 2. I want to play the, the one that was brought out by Insomniac Games. That's, a, that's the Spider-Man I want to play. I don't want to buy a PS5 just to play it. I mean, come on. Come on. Anyway. So, and, you know, look, we've got merchandise, we've got shirts, we've got t-shirts, we've got white or black. You just got to tell me what you want. And you can tell me in the DMs, you can DM me on uh, Instagram, or you can just send me an email to mymindpodcast at gmail.com. And you can send, you can send it there and then we can get it popping. You can like have some shirts to, to give out or whatever. Yeah. Sounds pretty good, hey? I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Anyway, I'll see you guys. I, don't, I won't see you guys, actually. But I'll but you guys will hear me. We'll do the same thing, you know. I'll say, hey, going. And then you answer. And that'll be like our little catch-up for the week. And then, you know, it'll be like we are talking, you know. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. And we'll, we'll talk later. Yeah. Return you are, you are. Hey, I'm walking over back. here. Oh, yeah, sorry, Talking sorry. about the same guy. Hey, you want to make room? Yeah, I make room for you. Who's that guy? What guy? You are, you know that guy? Oh, I'm trying to get a cab some over here. Yeah, okay, I, ca- I call for what you, What are you sir? talking about? No worry. No worry. Oh, yeah, I'm from Boston. John, John, John. Yeah, no, John, 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 John. Hey, don't get mad. You know, you know who I'm talking about? I ain't got no idea who you're talking about. He's got to be the John Peen guy, huh? John Peen? You know, I heard about that guy. Yes, John Peen is a, a very regular customer hurry when he come in to my restaurant. John Peen, is that the guy? You talking about John Peen? Hey. You better come over here, hey. Giuseppe, and tell me about Angelo. this guy right don't now. Get him out. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't get mad, Angelo. Yes, I, 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 I'm only no uh, disrespect. It, uh, the, the John Peen, uh, private eye. Come in here, he come in here a lot. You know, he, he come here a lot of time. He get a lot of spaghetti. He no come with no one. Just him, just him. He get a spaghetti, and maybe I tell you uh, what. Maybe a meatball. And, no, no. You listen to me, Giuseppe. You tell this cocksucker that he comes around here, comes around to our fucking neighborhood, trying to stir shit up with fucking Mr. Sweetwater. He's got another thing fucking coming. You tell this motherfucker. I, I'm, you understand I'm a me, Giuseppe? I'm a sorry. Hey, Giuseppe, you're paying no mind. See. Mr. Mr. Sweetwater, he's not gonna be alright, Angelo. We don't need to involve the si. violence in this, eh? Si. Oh, so grazie. 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 Grazie.